Well, yesterday's Eagle is Stranded was jam-packed with things, and today's Eagle is Stranded episode is no exception. It'll be shorter, I would imagine, in terms of length, but we got a lot to pack in. We've got more on the subject of wood pigeons, which we were covering on yesterday's podcast, and I know a lot of people now will be making a mental note if they didn't listen to yesterday's podcast to listen to yesterday's podcast. I know there are some casual listeners. The occasional listener who'll just have a dabble, that's absolutely fine, but be aware that you will miss out on all sorts of things. The casual listener to today's podcast will be thinking, it's not been very funny so far. Whereas the stalwarts, the people who listen to the podcasts on a daily basis, they'll have noticed at least 17 in-jokes. They'll be in fits of laughter right now because they'll be like, oh, that links back when he said that thing about the... (laughs) Oh, that links back to that podcast from uh, 2018. So you've got to put the effort in and you will be rewarded. But still, you can be a casual listener and you are very welcome. We were talking about wood pigeons yesterday. I'm not going to go into the details of why. You'll have to listen to the podcast if you want to find that out. But the fabulous Ellie, as named by regular listener Sarah, aka my fiance. Ellie's my fiance, not Sarah. I was meant to keep that to myself. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. She informs me that wood pigeon, hashtag wood pigeon, was trending on Twitter today. Absolutely no idea why. We've looked into it. The trouble is, when you see that something is trending, something as odd as wood pigeon, you look at why it's trending. But the trouble is, the last few thousand tweets about wood pigeons are basically people just saying, why is wood pigeon trending on Twitter? So you have to really go far back to find the reason why wood pigeon was trending. I mean, naturally, I thought that it's probably to do with the fact that we were talking about wood pigeons yesterday. And I am a bit of a trendsetter, clearly. But there is speculation that it might have something to do with there is a queue outside a shopping centre and everyone was obviously two metres back and then right at the back of the queue was a pigeon just stood there and that seems to have caused quite the scene on Twitter but I'm not sure I think it was to do with the eagle is stranded and we'll find that out if today's subjects are trending on Twitter so if Paul Temple we'll be talking about the BBC radio detective Paul Temple very shortly if hashtag Paul Temple starts trending on Twitter then surely it's to do with the eagle is stranded I would would recommend everyone who's listening to hashtag Paul Temple. I think that's what we need to get trending. But before we get to Paul Temple, it's time to cover a subject that we also talked about yesterday, and that is the subject of bees. We had some bees in the house, and Ben, my housemate, was wondering why. Why have we suddenly got loads of bees in the house? And we have we have an email about bees, and I think this maybe could be the start of a new regular feature on the Eagle is Stranded. Never mind the BBC news. This is the BBB news. Yes. And of course, regular features on The Eagle is Stranded and the David Eagle podcast have to have a jingle. Always a high-budget, high-production jingle. People think, how does he have the time to come up with these jingles? You know, a lot of production value goes into them. My goodness, well, there's been nothing scrimped here. So check out this jingle, my friends, for the BBB News. BBB News. I really hope it is a regular feature, because you can imagine the hours I spent on that jingle. Imagine if we never did it again. But it's worth it. I put a lot into this. And if we never do the BBB news again, so be it. Well, so be it indeed. I got a message on the contact form on my website from Roland from Langochlan. So Roland says, Hello, David. Hello, Roland. He doesn't say, Hello, Roland. I'm saying, Hello, Roland to him, just in case you were confused there. Hello, David, he says. He's only written that once, but I'm just repeating. I'm just starting the email again. Hello, David. 
We'll get to the rest of the email very shortly, don't worry. Hello, David. Firstly, I'm no expert. That's all right, we've had enough of experts, Roland. However, regarding the bees in your home, my sister-in-law, following a kitchen renovation, found a sticky black fluid seeped from the wall socket. I think you mean seeping from the wall socket. You've mixed your tenses there, I think, Roland, but I apologise if you feel that I've misrepresented you and that you, you meant to say seeped and not seeping because it had seeped from it and then you'd noticed the fluid. But to me, it seems like you've mixed your tenses and I hope you don't mind me pointing that out. I think you're fine with that, Roland. Do you understand that The Eagle is Stranded and the David Eagle podcast is, of course, an educational resource and it would be wrong of me. I won't be too fastidious in correcting grammar. I feel a bit churlish for saying that now. I do apologise. My sister-in-law, following a kitchen renovation, found a sticky black fluid seeped from a wall socket. My nephew, known for his recklessness, tasted the fluid and found it to be sweet. On further examination, where they had blocked off the chimney from the old stove, honey from a bee's nest. This is interesting. He's done left bracket, question mark, right bracket. What does that mean? So the question marks in brackets, is it like an emoticon, emoticon, whatever they call them? Maybe visually it looks like something. Sorry, Roland, I'm, I hope you don't mind. I'm just trying to, I'm just curious about that. So they found honey from a bee's nest and it was pouring through the wall cavity. You could have a hive in your house. Look on the bright side, free honey. And we're making a lot of bread at the moment, so that's a good point, Roland. That was the BBB News. Okay. We return to the subject of BBC Radio Detective Paul Temple, prevalent on BBC Radio from 1938 to 1968, I believe. Written by Francis Durbridge. Now, there's a lot of episodes of Paul Temple, a lot of series, spanning 30 years, and my fiancé Ellie and I have started from the beginning, really, and have been listening to the back catalogue of Paul Temple's. These would have spanned, obviously, 30 years. But because we're listening to them one after another, we've started noticing... I've talked about this before, but there are a lot of recurring themes. For instance... Well, actually, I don't think I have talked about this. Every single time, on the last episode, he always invites all of the suspects to a cocktail party. And he's been doing this for 30 years. It might be like the, the father and the mother of the murdered son. And he'll invite them. So these grieving parents are grieving the death of their murdered son. And Paul Temple's investigating this. And he decides to invite the grieving parents Parents, along with all of the other suspects to a cocktail party and they all attend they all agree and he invites them and they all say well, what's, what's all this about temple and you got in his 30 years of doing this surely his cocktail parties have become legendary they're written about in the newspapers and the investigation always ends at the cocktail party so and he's always written about in the newspapers because they talk about that have you seen the papers you know they've written about the cocktail party they've written about what happened last night but for some reason everyone comes along to this cocktail party all very willing and then someone will say well you seem to have got everybody here who's connected with the whatever the name of the case is that's right tonight i'm going to reveal who murdered your son and of course he doesn't just come out with it there's a long laborious thing he looks like he's going to accuse one person and then he'll say but of course it wasn't you and then he'll move on to the person and you know, the first person to be accused clearly isn't the person who's done it, so they can rest easy, but they'll always get really het up. Are you accusing me? Ah, no, calm down, John. I'm not accusing you. Of course you didn't do it, because I mentioned your name first, and the person who I'm going to mention next also didn't do it. And then about five people in. Oh, it's now getting a bit gripping. Meanwhile, the poor parents have just stood there. No sensitivity whatsoever. You know, knowing full well that they might be stood next to, drinking next to the person who murdered their son. And they're all pretending to be really nice to each other. Oh, would you like another drink? Uh, can I pay anyone? <laughs> so there's always similar themes. Yesterday, we came across an episode of Paul Temple 
which had within it more or less the exact same scene as another episode of Paul Temple from a few series ago. Now, I think, looking at the timeline, that they might be quite far apart. One might have been from the 30s, one might be from the 60s. But it's more or less exactly the same script. And I don't know what's happened. I don't know whether he's just gone, oh, I'm running out of ideas, and there was that really good bit from the Paul Temple that I did in the 30s. It was really good, and to be honest, who's going to remember it? You know, there's a world war that's happened since then. People have probably had enough going on in their lives to have forgotten what I wrote about 30 years ago. I'll get away with doing it again. But the entire story is completely different. It's just this one scene, but he's kept most of it exactly the same, but he's just changed one or two details. So I'm going to play you now these two examples from these two different series, and I'll keep fading between one and the other, and you can hear just how similar they are. Look, you talk first, Steve. I know, Clutch, she's more likely to be chatty if it's a woman speaking. All right, darling. Look, Steve, you take the phone. Uh-huh. Ask for Harris. He's more likely to come to the phone if it's a girl speaking. All right. What's the number? Hopton 5921. It's a public house near the Elephant and Castle. I've an idea you'll be there. What's the number? Putney 9301. All right. It's a public house on the Upper Richmond Road. Whether it be there or not, I don't know. Hello. Hopton 5921. That's right. Putney 9301. That's right. I want to speak to Mr. Harris, please. I want to speak to Mr. Brompton, please. What, Mr. Harris? You got the wrong number, lady. Mr. Brompton, you got the wrong number, lady. Mr. Red Harris. Oh, Red. Mr. Clutch Brompton. Oh, Clutch. Who's he calling? His mother. Who's he calling? His sister. <laughs> are you Doris? Oh, are you Marilyn? The cute little number he's always talking about. Cute little number he's always talking about. What do you mean, cute little number? <laughs> okay, I'll get him. Hold on. What do you mean, cute little number? <laughs> okay, I'll get him. Hold on. What's happening? He's coming. All right, give it to me. I'll take it. What's happening? He's coming. All right, Steve, I'll take it. Doris, listen, I told you not to ring me, didn't I? Is that you, Marilyn? Listen, I told you not to ring me, didn't I? Hello, Clutch. Hello, Red. How are you? How are you? Who's that? Who's speaking? Paul Temple. Remember me, Clutch? We met a long time ago. Who's that? Who's he speaking? It's Temple. Paul Temple, remember me? Samo said it was Doris on the phone. <laughs> yes, that's right, Red. There's nothing to worry about. It was my wife. Fred said it was Marilyn. You said it was Marilyn oh, on the phone. Clutch, there's nothing to worry about. It was my wife. Oh. Ah, I see. Well, what, what is, is it? it? What do you want? What do you want? Oh, just a friendly chat. It's a long time since we met. It's about time we got together again. Right? I want a little chat, Clutch. Just a friendly chat. Listen, Listen I'm, I'm going, going straight, straight now. Mr. Temple. I'm, I'm in, in the, the motor car, car wreck. Uh, business. Business. Second-hand cars. Straight as a straight dime. Straight as a dime, Mr. Temple. Oh, that's fine. I'm delighted to hear it. What is it you want? You didn't meet a young man called Richard Ferguson by any chance. Now keep out of this Ferguson business. Don't be a damn fool, Temple. Keep out of it. Keep out of this Dreisler business. Don't be a fool. Keep out of it. Clutch. Clutch, listen. Red, listen. Red. He's rung off. Hello? What's happened? Uh, he rang off. Steve, what time is it? Just gone seven. Steve, what time is it? It's just gone six. Tell Charlie to get the car. I'm going to see Red Harris. I'm going to talk to him. Tell Charlie to get the car. I'm going to see Brompton. I'll be back later, darling. You're rattled, Red. What's the matter with you tonight? You couldn't hit the side of a house. You're lucky, Simo. Dead lucky. <laughs> You've always been lucky at snooker. <laughs> you're rattled, Clutch. What's the matter with you tonight? You couldn't hit the side of an house. Oh, you're lucky, Fred. Dead lucky. <laughs> You've always been lucky at snooker. That's a tenner you owe me. That's a fiver you owe me. Now, pick that cue up again and I'll tell you what I'll do. Now, pick that cue up and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll play you 100 up at billiards, give you a 30 star and the winner. I'll play you 200 up at billiards, see? Give you a 50 star and the winner. Hey, looking for someone, mate? Yes, I'm looking for Mr. Red Harris. Well, you haven't far to look. Oh, you looking for someone, mate? Yes, I'm looking for Mr. Brompton. Oh, well, you haven't far to look. Pally yours, Red? 
No. Pal of yours, Clutch? No. I'm Harris. Oh. I'm Brompton. Who are you? I understand you've got a car for sale, a 2.4 decal. Who are you? What do you want? I understand you've got a car for sale, a two and a half litre Lombard. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Is that it outside with trade plates? Yes, that's it. Is that the car outside with trade plates? Yeah. How many miles is it down? How many miles is it? 2,000? 2,000. Genuine. Mm. Genuine? Do you mind if I look at it? Do you mind if I take a look at it? No, no, it's uh, a pleasure. No, it's a pleasure. No, I'll see you later, Simon. Okay. See you later, Fred. Okay. Now, what's the idea, Temple? I told you over the phone that Get I in don't... the car, we can't talk here. Now, what's the idea, Temple? I told you over the phone Get that in I... the car. Get in the car, we can't talk out here. We've nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. Get in that car, Red. Well, Get in the car, Clutch. Okay. So there you are. And the weird thing about it is the small details that he's decided to change. Like when they're playing the game of snooker, that's a five you owe me. And then the other one, he says, that's a tenner you owe me. And I don't know whether he's gone, obviously, you know, that was in the 30s when he owed him a fiver. But, you know, with inflation and everything, I should probably put it up to a tenner. I don't know whether he's gone into that amount of detail. Why else would you change these small details? But I can't imagine he's changed details because he thinks, oh, it's a bit, people will realise if I don't change the details. Because he's hardly changed anything. He's changed like, oh, you owe me a fiver. Oh, you owe me a tenner. He's changed the make of the car. He's changed the name of the people, obviously. But everything else is exactly the same. I wonder if any of the actors, the people who play Paul Temple and Steve, his wife, exactly the same people. So did they not think to say, oh, hang on a minute, this, this seems very similar, Francis. This seems very similar indeed. Anyway, what will tomorrow bring? Join me, my friends, and let's discover that together. Until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye.